0: Tell me what you're
1: doing here. Let's flip a coin. Heads, I tell you Tails, we go out on a date.
0: <laughs>
1: Warning, otaku contains a dark language and discussion. If you're easily invented, do not continue to listen.
2: <laughs> it's over 9,000! All right, everybody, welcome to a new brand-spanking-new episode of Otaku uh, here on the Rainman Digital Network, rainmandigital.com. Uh, yes, we are back in the year of 2020, the year of the mouse. Uh, we are back for the first inaugural episode, and we're going to be reviewing some episodes, some of a few series that have come out at the beginning of the year. Uh, in the set in the studio with me today is the ever-lovable David Sabal. Oh hi, oh! And of course, joining us as well is the incomparable Michael Flores,
1: <laughs>
2: who has been taken over by the spirit of a young Japanese girl. <laughs> So since our last episode, how has everybody been?
0: Very good. I'm, I'm ready to get this year started. I am really happy to actually start the year with Otaku with you because like you got me back into anime because I haven't been into anime since a very long time. And getting to actually see a couple of the new series that's out there, I've missed a lot.
2: Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot that's come out. There's definitely a lot that has been out uh, since you probably last watched. So a lot of catching up for oh, you to absolutely. do. Uh, Mike, how have you been since we've been on a, a nice little break uh, from recording?
1: I've been doing pretty well. I'm not sure whether or not I should thank you for getting me back into anime. <laughs> um, it sure is a lot different than it used to be. It is. It is it's almost like a different medium from when I used to watch it in the late 90s early 2000s. There are some good ones out there, but it's very different.
2: Yeah, it's definitely well, I mean it's definitely evolved from what you and I actually all three of us uh watched back in the 90s. So the stuff that came out in the 80s that we all enjoyed in the 90s uh now is completely different. Uh, I think the the genres have expanded uh in basically the typical genres that we had back then now have much like music, have split off into different subgenres, would you say? Yeah. Uh, so now there's, you know, one of those things like there's something for everybody. Yeah, um,
1: I would definitely agree with that. There are <laughs> the tons blends. of different genres of anime at this point. Tons.
0: And they, and they all, some, some of them even cross, cross over into each other. That makes it even more. A lot of the anime I've been seeing nowadays is very unique.
2: Well, it's got something, it, it's kind of now where you've got, you know, anime that has like cutesy characters and, and tough characters. So it's something for everybody. They, uh, you know, they tackle a lot of different ideas and concepts, you know, concepts, things, I mean, you know, not only concept, but just like just things in general, like how they view things and how they think like things could be done. I mean, especially if you, and if you look at art style, like some of the ones today uh, have different art style than, what I think you know, where you we grew grew up with, as far as like in anime, anime fan terms, that was what we grew up watching. Oh yeah, is completely different. Um,
0: and plus, you see the advancement in like in an animation. Where I used to remember like Cowboy Bebop, where they they always made a big deal of how it was. Oh, this cross of you know, classic animation with uh, computer animation or computer animated uh, uh, animation. And then you take that, that's been like 10 years, 10 to 15 years old. And then you take it now and you see like something like, like say for example, the, one of the things that we covered today, Darwin's game. That animation was like.
2: It's completely, it's, 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 kind of, it's almost a slight throwback to old school, but it's also updated as well. Yeah, so you've it's got very a little bit, seamless too. A little bit of 2D, a little bit of 3D.
1: I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted with how I feel about the modern anime now that I've been trying to catch up. It, it's not as there was something about the grit. There was a grittiness to I mean, it's.
2: It's because it's, it's it's more of a digital age now, so a lot of the animation is is digitized,
1: and that's a and shame. You,
2: know, you don't get that grittiness yeah. like we saw with you, know, like Goku's Midnight Eye, um, yeah, Demon City Shinjuku. You had that uh, grittiness, yeah, damn it, yes. Um, it's
1: like almost
0: our type of anime, Mike, is like the grindhouse. Of anime
1: yeah i would I would agree with that there's just there's a more raw gritty tone to the anime of my day you know when I was a younger individual and uh, I'm not saying I haven't wa- I have I, I'm way behind so I could find some that are similar but as of right now the things that we've been watching it, it it's it's a very different animation style and I don't know if I have been able to completely commit to them fully. Well, it's just like like you said. There, like
2: David said, it's like that grindhouse. It's that grittiness. It's kind of because back then, back in the in, in the '90s, it wasn't so uh, prevalent for most of the '90s. Like, you know, you could you couldn't just turn on the TV and there's an anim- there's anime playing, or you couldn't uh, go on the internet. Well, you know, back then the internet was kind of a you know wild west for a little bit. Dial right? up. You know, yeah, <laughs> dial up. Um, if you get anything to load on dial up, congratulations. congratulations. Uh, but now you can go on the internet and you got Funimation you have Crunchyroll you have VNV you have uh High Dive you have all these um streaming services
1: and also a lot it's fan subbing is still big. Oh, yeah. Um are there Okay so I know a lot of cartoons are sent out to where even American cartoons are sent out to what Korea Most are done in Korea it, Where it is I'm hoping Japanese animation. A lot of the
2: the, uh, the Japanese, a lot of anime, all the anime from Japan is usually done by studios in Japan. Okay, Um, I I haven't heard of any going out to Korean studios, but um, because I'm I'm
1: not against that idea, but I feel like that's why I feel like I'm watching sometimes. I feel like I'm watching standard animation during certain episodes.
2: You're not watching. You're not watching the the pure animation, the the pure cut. Yeah, it just
1: feels like we're watching something that was outsourced.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that because like, it's like there a was a lot of the animation nowadays. There's like,
1: it, okay, hold on. It, let me, let me stress, Tell me if you agree or disagree with this, David, really fast. Cause I don't want to lose my train of thought. I feel like with the older pieces of anime in the nineties, early two thousands, it was much like a director of a film. There was a specific style to every studio. There was a specific style to that director. And everything I've watched and I've watched about 30, 40 pieces of anime now within the last, say, four or five months, all new. And I don't see a distinctive style in in, in color and animation. Yes, they're all a little different, but it's almost like, okay, that's done by this guy and everything else was done by this guy. There is no distinction in quality. Am am I wrong here? Correct me.
0: I want to be wrong. But here's the thing, you're talking to, like, Greg's. Greg's been in the anime longer than both of us, so I think me and you are kind of, like, in the minority because of, it's so... Are we jaded because of the 90s? Yeah, I think because we're, because, you know, like, just like what you said, when we look at the anim- animators nowadays, I think of, like, the classic animators from my day from the creators of Cowboy Bebop, Mosamio Obari, yeah. um, Go Nagai. All of them had like a unique style to them. And it's thanks, like they all, thanks it's to like, the show, it's like I'm catching up and I'm like going, okay, that guy's that guy's style kind of blends with him.
2: Yeah, they and have so, a lot of studios where now they styles will blend together. Yeah. But mostly they stick to they try to stick to if it comes from a manga, they try to stick to the style of that, and sometimes that just bleeds through as the and same. And it bleeds through as the but same. You have studios such as like Bones and um like you know how you have a toy and they have their, their their style you can tell um and how and how their animation is done and how they do the action and uh you know how their scenes are set up as far as just regular as like regular dialogue scenes versus their action scenes and the action scenes you can are different in, in like fluidity of movement and everything. So yeah. those differences are still there. Um it's just now kind of come down to you have a focus on stories and cleaner animation along with more art style pieces. Uh, that might, you know, get like a one or two episode treatment or just a movie uh, that will come out and then you, and that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, and today, like one of the ones, uh, the reason why I chose one of the ones today wasn't um, due to the story it was mainly due because I like the art style. Um, the way the line work is. The Which fig- one's that, Greg? That is actually the first one we're going to talk about, Mike, is to- <clears throat> toilet bowl. Jesus. I know. I gotta. You need a,
1: a, a spittoon over there? Right. What's this?
2: It- <laughs> um, <laughs> I go away for I go away for the break and I come back. You know, sound like a with my, coronavirus, right? <laughs>
1: coronavirus. Um, I go yeah. back.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I leave actually, for a actually, break.
1: <laughs> I come back and I'm almost dead.
2: <laughs> it's actually called a gin, it's a ginger virus. Uh, it's only <laughs> for uh, gingers. <laughs> Not to be confused with gingivitis. gingivitis. Uh, but the first one we're talking about is called Toilet Bound Hanako Kun. Uh, so the plot. So real quick, the plot of this is Kamome Academy is known for its famous seven mysteries and supernatural occurrences. Popularized by student rumors, Nene Yashiro, a first-year occult-loving student who yearns for a boyfriend, decides to summon the seventh mystery, Hanako-san of the Toilet, a girl who died in the bathroom a long time ago and can grant wishes for for the right price. But, however, upon summoning the ghost, finds out that Hanako-san is revealed to be a boy. With the turn of events, Nene becomes his assistant, and the story follows their adventures in maintaining a balance between the spirit world and the human world, as well as her discovery of the many secrets revolving around Hanako. uh so like I said, I chose this for the art style um i thought the I thought the idea it was kind of a little occult like a little supernatural show was kind of cool, um, but I like the art style it kind of reminds me more of a uh, i don't like maybe like a little artsy gr- i don't say grittier but artsy uh, more defined version of uh, the art style from uh panty socking Garter belt uh-huh. Um, just like with like the way the legs are drawn, the way the kind of characters are little uh-huh. um, so like, a little cutesy. Uh huh. So it takes.
0: I think it's called Chibi, right?
2: A little. It's it's a little Chibi esque. Yeah. Um, but it's more that uh, Moy, like that cute girl, the cute, girl the cute, uh, like looking characters. Um, and then the first two episodes, uh, I really kind of liked how they they kind of go through and talk about the difference, uh, like the experience of like one of the you know the other one of the other mysteries. Yeah. Um. And you kind of get a feel for a little bit of uh, Hanako and his character, because um, originally there is an urban legend about Hanako, which actually is a girl that died in a bathroom. Yes,
0: and, and that's what I actually really appreciated about this anime. This anime surprised me when uh, you asked us to watch the first two uh, episodes, and out of the three, this one engaged me the most because, like the the lore behind the all the urban legend ghosts. I love the fact that they use that and that's all, a lot of it is all based on real urban legends that I know yeah, about.
2: And they mix it into the school so that it's part of the school's history. Um, I do like the fact that they introduce like a, a exorcist type character, like an old uh, like priest. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you need character. that. You need yeah. That well, type you of have character. to have that, you know, because uh, Nanny is looking for a boyfriend and then that can, you know, that's kind of that, brings in I, i'm assuming i'm gonna go with late probably in later episodes that oh he's so cool he's so cute but he's kind of a dick but i don't know i'm kind of having feelings for hanako-san even though i thought it was a girl <laughs> um i mean i you know i mean that's i mean that's how it could go i don't know i have i need to finish watch the rest of the episodes that's a, but
0: that's the strange part about total hanako that i found was like it, it it is like what you said, where it's almost like kind of like that moe young girl type of anime about the the girl pining for the for the male character. But then,
1: not progressive enough for me.
0: It's not progressive enough for you now. But like with the with with the ghost element, I like the suddenly there's points in the episode where you're like going, this could be really turned for like a horror. Type oh yeah, of no, it, it, can, where it's it like, can
2: go really dark, but. It can also be really dark and really cutesy, which is already kind of a stat. Like it's already kind of shown in the first two episodes that they have that ability.
0: Like the the whole tale of the mermaids tear that was just dark. You know, like oh well, you give up the you you swallow the mermaids tear and you force the other person, and suddenly you turn into like this horrific monster. Yeah, and I actually read up and I was like, oh my god, that's based on a real urban legend in Japan. There's a lot of yeah, they put a lot
2: in there for this.
0: Um, This isn't a a type of anime that I was expecting. Oh, it's going to be a cutesy girl anime thing. And all of a sudden I'm like, like, no, this is all about like dark elements of.
1: It'll be interesting to see where the series goes because my general vibe that I got was it's a little, it's a little creepy. Yeah. In a rapey type of way. (laughs) And the reason why is because there's a a boy who haunts girls Girls' bathrooms. bathrooms. So. And then he manipulates this girl through a whole entire series of events so that he can bind himself himself to to her her. and enter her body. I want your body. That's the deal. And then they let you hang on that. And then he's like, oh, you you thought I was going to say something (laughs) sexual. I'm like, well, dude, you did trick her into, you know, being connected to you. So there's just this whole like it's a, a little bit of a creep factor to it. But I mean that's that's I guess that's just, that's anime at times, right? Yeah, that's what that's
2: that's what I hear. That's what my wife says. Like she's like, Oh, this is anime, there's the fucked up part. <laughs> um, but you know what's funny, and I don't know if you saw I don't know if you uh, if either of you thought this if you, on reading up on the series, um, but it's a Japanese manga series by Euro Ada, and oddly enough, it's been serialized in Square Enix's Shonen manga magazine, monthly G Fantasy, since twenty fourteen. Yeah just it's funny because it's 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 a it's a, it's in a shonen magazine which is for boys, for boys. So it's very you know it's kind of a shonen,
1: yeah, that's what, moe type yeah, series. Yeah, let's gear this towards little boys. Um, yeah, right, guys. Uh, so how you get women is you manipulate them into situations and then you push them into a corner where they have no choice but to choose you. I like that message. So,
2: but God what bless I, but Asian culture. What I wanted what I wanted to touch on is something in the second episode where he talks about uh and this is what i kind of like about the series i mean i like how it uses these urban legends but also it kind of takes them and says well they can be twisted yes because urban legends go off of well you hear one friend say oh did you hear about the urban legend of this it's the no did you hear about the urban legend of the sleepovers in this house all right no well i heard if you sleep over there you wake up totally sore in your nether regions Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I heard you wake up totally sore in your mouth, and then it twists it. And what you Hanako, get lockjaw,
0: and then you get locked.
2: And so, but what Hanako said in the second episode about the um, Beyonce the, the little Beyonce. Beyonce she's in this little, Beyonce. It's no, it's a, it's a little the little demon, yeah. the little creature yeah. that, that would steal things. Is that a, a yokai or the, like the, the spirits or the demons? Whatever the urban legend is, they have to twist and follow that. Or else they disappear. Or else they disappear. So they have to. they have to go along, like whatever stereotype is. So like say they say their stereotype, if their stereotype is this type of creature, if they want to live and, and survive, they have to distort themselves to fit that.
0: Yeah, and I, 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 I like yeah. that element too because like it, it goes back to like the classic literature of how myths carry on. And once you stop talking about the myth, it just disappears into, well,
2: into time. And so that, what I'm, what I'm thinking, or at least this is my thought when I was, you know, that Hanako, the original urban legend is actually a girl, is that somebody had said it was a boy that died in the bathroom. They changed it. And then in order to keep going, Hanako
0: had to switch to being a boy, switch to being a boy. But that would make sense.
2: But I don't know. I mean, I'm going to continue watching it to see. Um, but so far, I thought it was cool. Like, there's some funny parts. Um, I think oh, yeah. the, the art style is uh, amazing.
0: I thought um, I thought the pacing of like the the beats of humor and then turns to almost like a sin- sinister element, like a rapey element, like she, what, what what Mike was saying. I love the fact
1: that they played around with that. And the beats just you like the pacing when it comes to the whenever how it relates to the rape vibes.
0: That goes from
2: like it's like a happy. Like funny, haha! Funny, like cutie, and, then, and then, then it goes dark. It goes yes.
0: dark, <laughs> just um, right there.
2: <laughs> or as Mike would put, "rapey." Rapey. Um, and so, you know, I definitely this. Is, I mean, it's also a manga that's actually been obviously going since twenty fourteen. Um, it's collected into twelve volumes, um, published in the U.S. by Yen Press. Uh, so definitely want to. Ch- I definitely want to check out the manga, see how they, you know, what if there if any differences are there. Um, kind of like Moss in IT Crowd where he buys the adult version of Harry Potter and then the child version to see if there's any differences. <laughs> um, Kind of want to see if there's any differences in the manga versus the the show.
0: Now, I remember I remember back in the day when, when it comes to anime, they, they would openly do that where it's like the stuff you see in the manga is completely different from the anime. Well, they would, do they so, still do that? So what the they thing? would do
2: is they would... If there's a manga already out, and they they were like, so for example, I use Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, um, they would do, they would have the manga. So say if they're up to, fifteen volumes, of the manga, you know, fifteen chapters or or two hundred cha- or twenty chapters or whatever, they would do they would do the show, up to that that point. If they got if the show got ahead of the manga, they would do their own thing. So they, that's at that's where at filler point, episodes they, came from. Uh, so for some yes for full metal alchemist kind of different they kind of went and did I don't think then they I th- believe they came back um I just I just kind of like at the end I kind of just lost interest in full metal alchemist um and I went back and I watched brotherhood so which followed the manga from what I was from what I remember so um but I definitely like this one uh it's normally not my usual type of anime that so I watch So do you
1: recommend for people to check it out then? I would. Yeah. I'd have to. I'd, I'd have to agree with Greg. Mike this is, uh, is probably Mike's one like, of eh, the. I don't think so.
0: This is probably one of the ones I would probably recommend. Out of the three that he gave us, this one, and we'll get to the other one that I would probably recommend.
2: Would you? Would you recommend it, Mike? Or are you? Uh, what's that? Would you recommend it? Um. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, no, no
1: peer pressure here, Mike. We're, we're all we're all Mike, friends here. Well,
0: Mike is afraid of you know like the whole rapey element.
1: <laughs> whole rapey. I'm just try, I'm just trying to understand what we're trying to push on people here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're not not just pushing like if you hey if this sound if you look at it and you what we were talking about sounded interesting check it out. You know they people go on they think you know it's kind of funny then dark they like it. You know they agree with you know me and David's opinion. I think. Uh, they go on, they watch, they say, this is really rapey.
1: And Mike was, you know, well, on I don't point with, with the, okay, well, let me, let me make my, my self clear. I don't think you shouldn't watch it because of the rape vibes. If you're into anime, I mean, that's what comes with the territory. There's there. Yeah. There's a lot of allusions to sexuality. There's gender bending. There's transgender uh, talk. There's homosexuality. It, it's the Japanese culture. Yes, and it's a culture if of difference. if if you are concerned about triggering anything, guess what? Don't get into anime. I mean, because that's what anime is, and they're not always looking at stating a political thought, uh, and they don't really care if you protest them if you don't like something about it because it's the Japanese culture and they don't give a fuck.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they you know they want to tell a story and they have that's what they want to do. They're
1: single. Their single purpose is to tell something fantastical for the most part. Yeah, some type of yeah. tale.
0: I mean, fantastical tale. If you will. and I mean, you yes. wouldn't see this type of writing outside. I, I I honestly feel you wouldn't see this type of writing outside of Asia or Japan.
2: No, because like you, well, because if you had that type, if that type of show tried to come out here, well, it wouldn't come out. It wouldn't because come if out. there is any allusion to something like that. People are like, no, we can't have that.
1: <laughs> no, you can't have we that. We can't have that. No. No. Is anything off limits within the anime culture? It doesn't seem like there is. Not, well,
0: hmm, that's a good question. I, uh, And all the times that I've actually watched anime, even back in the day, I mean, down to even the hentai stuff.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, if I don't they, really, I don't remember anything really being off limits. Everything. I don't remember
0: anything being off well. And look how happy pubic they are over there. Pubic hair was pubic a big hair. thing. Hair. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. They, I mean, they blurred that out. I mean, even it was drawn, it was blurred out. For it,
0: some strange reason, the Japanese have a thing against pubic hair.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, I do remember that. And that's, that. Only, I mean, that's, and, that's
0: uh, and it was like funny because a lot of people would misunderstand and think that they're blurring out the genitals, but no, they're just blurring out pubic hair. <laughs> Hey, which
2: And they're like, if we're gonna blur if we're gonna blur one part out, might as well do all of it.
0: Yeah, and then like
2: Which is always funny really when you when you first something. when you first get into Hentai and you watch stuff that's censored but it's subtitled and it's just like one pixelate it's like a pixelated basically a pixelated dick going into pixelated vagina and it's just like the fuck <laughs> is this? What <laughs> what am I what is this buffering? What am I waiting for this to load? Pretty what am much. I on fucking Netscape now?
0: And I mean even even thinking about like back in the day, I was like I'm like thinking there's pretty much nothing Japanese anime never really shied away from. Even like you know how
1: Gundam is
2: extremely political,
1: yeah, extremely political. But I think that's why these animations are so creative. Yeah, because there are no limits, no limits. in their entertainment industry. There are no limits, and when you are creatively not prevented from doing anything. You can create the fantastical and that's why I I am drawn to anime because you can literally tell any story you want without some executive saying no, some fat Linda in the Midwest is going to get offended by that. So guess what? We can't do that. We can't do it. There are no creative no's and that's why you get some fantastic, crazy, far out there animes and yes, sometimes they're a little too far out there for me, but (laughs) a guy, <laughs> but for Donagai. the most Donagai. part, Donagai the, guy the, is a genius. <laughs> there's something out there for everyone, and that's the cool thing about the Japanese culture and animation.
2: Well, I mean, even when you you have people that are that like the far out fringe stuff, and but then there's some that they like that's within the realm of everybody else. So you kind of have that they've kind of created a way to bridge fan groups, so to yeah. speak, without animation. really, without really like having anybody. Like, oh, you like that show? Well, fuck you. I mean, that still happens, but. But um, not
0: as bad. I not noticed. as bad
2: as like in America, where it's like,
0: "Oh, you like this show? Well, fuck you, bitch!" Yeah, I've, it's uh, like, "Wait a
2: minute, what? I just, I just said I like the show. I wasn't a big fan of that. Like, it's like I like Star Trek, but I don't like Star Wars. Like, wait a minute, you don't like Star Wars? You bitch? shit you mean you don't like the dirt, the dirt? Like,
0: I'll be honest, me and
1: go ahead, Dave. Year, be honest. I like when you're honest. Okay.
0: Honestly, <laughs> the last couple of like shows that me and you have covered, Mike, right? Like with Star Wars and Star Trek, the toxicity is just everywhere, right? But the past year, just covering Otaku alongside with with Greg's show, anime fans are not toxic. If you tell them a show, I've I've ran into so many fans that basically, I tell them, oh, I'm watching this because, you know, I'm covering it in a podcast. Because
2: oh. an angry ginger told me to, and he said he would kill me if I didn't. <laughs>
0: And, and they say, oh, that's not my thing, but I watch this.
2: Yeah, they'll sit and there then, and say, like, I like liked that. it, I didn't like it, but hey, like, if you like, I mean, if you, you know, if you like that type of stuff, hey, watch this show. It's, watch I think this it's better. Show. Yeah. Um, and you get, and there's always something in there for everybody. Um, And so moving on to our next show, um, I got through an episode of this one. So you, you guys watch the second one after this. Um, I got through the first one. Um, not not that I didn't like it. I just, I just was, I just, just for time. I got through the first one. Okay. Um, I, like I had to rewatch it, and I was like, so we're we're gonna be talking about Plunderer,
1: <laughs> which oh, is yeah. an
2: animation adaptation of the manga, the manga of the of the same name, which is produced by Geek Toys. Now,
0: Mike, uh, if you had a problem with rapey elements in the toilet, uh, I'm not.
2: so the plot for this is in a post-apocalyptic world dominated by so-called numbers. Each human will have their identity branded by their own count, which could define any number related to their life. May it be one's walk distance or amount of compliments given to them by others. This count could lead them to the abyss when the, it has dropped to zero. Uh, so already we have, you know, kind of like the uh, kind of like the, I would say the blanket plot point, the overlying or the overreaching Mike, would you say would that be better than like for blanket, like just, I like the overall thing. Like everybody has a number and it's somehow connected to what they do in life. And if it reaches zero, right. Then essentially they, essentially they die. They get they, sent to hell. Essentially they get sent the, to abyss. the abyss by a bunch of ghostly hands coming out of the ground.
1: And the concept is actually really cool. I do like this concept quite a bit, especially when you look at this politically, social politically and what they're trying to say there's a statement on hierarchy and classism. Oh yeah. I like that. It's smart. The thing that I can't mesh with is that our lead character is rapey. (laughs) He's a, he's a, he's a, the first time we see him, he is hungry and he's asking this young girl to feed him. And And as he's saying that he's trying to open her legs and his head is down by her thighs. Like he's going to eat her pussy. Yes, And he does that continually and he's struggling to open and pry her thighs open while he's saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. It's fucking bizarre. (laughs) So to quickly to quickly kind of now, hold on, Greg, because you we talked about this in the in the group chat. I'm like, hey, thanks, Greg, for recommending a bunch of rapey animes this week. It's going to make for a great discussion. And I, I and I stand by that but then you said well it's no different than like you know ninja scroll and the rape scene and ninja scroll and i would disagree because i'd rather just a a rape scene in a piece of you know fiction because it may serve a point to create a redemption arc or a a vengeance arc right you want to see this villain die you want to see the the person who was abused rise up there's a reason why you put that into a specific episode of television or a movie for the most part, even in something like Ninja Scroll, there's a reason why they did that. And something like this, it's rapey just to be rapey. (laughs) I
0: mean, just to piggyback off of Mike too, it's kind of (laughs) like lit. I, I, don't get me wrong. I I get the type of character that they're trying to go for. Because what what type of character
1: that. is that, David? Please it's the, enlighten it, me.
0: It's the it's the it's uh, it's the perverted sage. It's basically the, the guy. Is that the a guy real who, thing? Yeah. In in anime, you have that. I mean, if you think about, it. Google about,
1: that perverted sage. Think perverted about sage. Uh, how can I become a perverted sage? actually
2: one of the more well known ones now is, uh, is Naruto. Naruto
0: was infamous for it. Even like say
1: for example, you have Master Roshi,
0: Master Roshi from, from Dragon, Ball. Dragon
1: Ball, and oh, even even yeah. in
0: even in like, um,
1: you, you guys are right, man. I, this yeah. is how out of it when and it comes to some of the stuff. Actually, I actually
0: actually the one the one uh, anime that me and you just started the, started talking about in the very beginning of uh, otaku was Ninja Scroll, right? The Turtle Hermit, the Turtle Hermit's actually a perverted sage. Turtle Hermit, yeah, that sounds perverted. It sounds perverted, right? And like, but the problem for me for lit is he's so over the top, over the fucking
1: top. I'm like going, yeah, he's Dude, trying to pry open her legs why every are you five trying minutes. To pry open so, her legs because he's hungry,
2: David. So I, I've only <laughs> watched the first episode, so you guys have a little
1: bit more than me with if you for watching the second. Yeah, He does it again, and he does it again. So So it's an ongoing thing. What's even worse is in the in the second episode when the young lady who loses her numbers, because again the whole thing is you have everyone has numbers like magically tattooed to your body.
2: Which I like how they made the military like guy that. the military just fucking rapey. Like to, to to steal the term from my the military guys were rapey yeah. as fuck.
1: Yes, like they're yes. like,
2: oh, like I'm I'm a I'm a a legendary ace. Come with me, my dear. Yeah.
1: Oh, what is this? It's gonna be a gangbang. Is I'm what gonna, they were is yeah. what they were leading up to. Let's
2: see your number. This scene was the scene. That, that
1: whole scene was <laughs> sponsored Open by Brad. Open girl. And I'm like, going, oh my god. Yeah, I felt uncomfortable for a little bit. <laughs> but but so the whole idea is that they have this magical tattoo on their body. Everyone has it. In different places, this young girl just happens to have it within her inner thigh, close to her cooch. Okay, just because for whatever reason, I'm sure your imagination can tell you why. I can tell you why. <laughs> and whoever has higher numbers, they are allowed to tell you what to do, and by law, you have to listen. And they can challenge you, and if they challenge you in like a battle, uh, you can lose your points. And also, if you, I believe if you break the law or you have a disagreement, you can put your numbers up in a bet. You can gamble with them. You can gamble. With There's them. ways that you can lose your numbers. So in the first episode, this girl is tricked. Okay. Tr- By the military. So many uh, parallels to tricking a woman into accidentally coming in her. That's what I got from it. (laughs) Like, I promise I'm not going to come in you. I'm going to tell you that's what it felt like. So she gets tricked into giving up all her numbers. At the end, her numbers are given back by these magical hands that come up from the ground and pry her thighs open while she's refusing to open them. They pry her thighs open as she's doing her little anime girl moaning. And then they put the little numbers back between her thighs. This is the type of shit Greg had me watch. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, And I hate it because it is kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting, right? It is. Yeah. The concept is interesting. If it wasn't for the, 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 the over-the-top anime girl moaning, hey, listen, bitch, he's trying to give you your numbers back. <laughs> Just open your legs. <laughs> Quit playing hard to get. Don't make me uncomfortable. <laughs> the moaning is what gets me. My son's in the next room. <laughs> you know, he's all, Dad, what are you listening to? Nothing. <laughs> but, but, like, go back to bed.
0: <laughs> but, like, even, like, even when it's, like, like, lit. Yeah, some of his dialogue is just holy crap. By the second episode, I'm like, dude, I can't get behind this guy because I I like the perverted characters and stuff. Like, there's some great perverted characters in anime history. Lint is just so so.
1: Oh my god, it's cringeworthy. The secondary lead or co-star, I forget her name. There's for some reason she walks around with her tits out. Oh, Nana. I'm sure you know her name. No, that's yeah. her name is Nana. I know. I'm name. sure you know Nana. her name. I'm. I'm not surprised. Not I'm not surprised. Awesome. I'm not surprised.
0: Uh, Nana is awesome.
1: I like where her tattoo is. Her <laughs> boobs are just out for no apparent reason. It She's, isn't. It isn't a fashion statement. Her boobs are just out all the time. Mike, she, run, she, she has runs, to she show run, her. She number. runs
2: basically a food cart, Mike. She's, She's trying to make money. Trying
0: to make money, and she has to show her number in this. Don't morning. you shame her for trying to earn a buck? Exactly. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> It's okay for Nana. The other girl, that's a little that's a little too far.
1: <laughs> she's a child, right? She's a child, right? The main the main girl? It seems like it, yeah. yeah. Even if that's she's even not. That's even worse. Yeah. That's even worse. David, she's wearing stockings up to her thighs, it's and people girl, are I trying think. to pry open her legs constantly. Yes. At least go for the chick with her tits out. She's a grown woman. She's a grown woman. And she's great. <laughs> she's got a great rack. And she cooks, and she gives you food. Uh, what? It's perfect. Yeah, slap <laughs> them titties too. Like, what's up, girl? How you doing? And the best, How's what, your mama?
0: The thing I like about Nana too is like her whole thing is like every time someone tells her that her food is bad, that's when her number
1: goes down. Oh, and I didn't it, notice that. Yeah, <laughs> because you're too busy staring. Dude, at Her boobs page. are big, <laughs> and the, the, the buoyancy is is pretty <laughs> like hypnotizing. I'm like, those are some boobs that move pretty. It would the right way to say that anatomically correct? It's the anime bounce. Like, Jesus Christ, that bounce is, is working. It's the anime bounce. Working and for you, girl. it's always
2: been an anime, and God bless it. It's a, it's an it's a indefinite fan service.
1: Yeah, so. it's a fan service thing. Listen, you're not helping me, Greg. I'm trying to be, you know, um, celibate of late. <laughs> I, I have sworn off sex, and when I see titties bouncing <laughs> and thighs being pried open every five minutes, it's very hard.
0: And, and, In more than one way. And the bleeding of the nose too is what bothers me with lit because every time he goes in for the goes in that's that's a
2: typical response from a male anime character. Yeah, I bleed everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, so an interesting concept. I I hate kind of cringeworthy scenes. What you guys is what you guys are saying? Yeah, I mean, like with this one, I'm
1: torn. Because I told myself after the second episode, I'm like, fuck this show. I'm not going to watch it again. And then as I'm talking about it right now, I'm like, pervy sage, big titties, prying open thighs. Why wouldn't I watch the next episode? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Wait, it's the perfect. It'd be, it'd be a shame not to watch it. It's on. I mean, I should honor, you know, the the writer and respect the creative talent that went into this episode. I mean, or this series. I can't just stop after the it, second your, your episode. reaction is
2: just like, uh, I forget what the actor's name is, uh, but it's in the Goods. The the car salesman uh, yeah. show where he like he goes to the hotel, he turns on the porn, he's like, Oops, in order, but be ashamed not to watch
1: it. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> exactly. But uh, so I'm was gonna... this also based on a manga? Yes. Yes.
2: Most shows are gonna be based off of a off of a, off of a manga. Yeah. Um
1: I'm a, American, we call them mangas.
2: Um, so,
0: <laughs>
2: but like with manga, manga, it's uh, I've heard it pronounced both ways, but I started over both
0: out of the three shows. This was the one that was the weakest for me just because it was kind of like, Oh, Dave, come on. Well, here's the thing I love the concept. You're right, Mike, in saying like the concept of the whole number thing is so fascinating, it's really cool.
1: I also want to say thank you, Hulu, for giving us the uh, subtitle version. I do like that. Oh, Funimation yeah. lets you choose both. They just automatically yeah, Hulu just had the
2: subtitle. Oh, just Subtitles, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which
1: did distract from those boob moments. You know, I had to read and then look at boobs at the same time. That's that's <laughs> that's a daunting task. But that's but, a very daunting task. That's
2: a skill I haven't had to use in years.
1: But honestly, it's like this is an example of like
0: how a lead character can kill a series. Because like after two episodes of it like, I'm not rooting for lit. No. Because <laughs> Lit is so obnoxious and stuff like that with his perviness that I'm like going, I don't want him
1: to succeed. (laughs) So this archetype, the pervy sage, the pervy sage. Give me names of pervy sages that are well written and uh, and a character that you can get behind. There's
0: a lot. There's uh, Golden Boy Kintaro Oe. Yeah.
2: There's Master Roshi. Master
0: Roshi, who's obviously he's honestly the archetype. He is he's, the archetype. Yeah, he's, the like, the, he's like probably the big, um, the guy
2: from Naruto. I have to look him up. I don't remember the name. Uh,
0: the, uh, he's he's a fantastic character, and well written.
2: Well, he just call, He also calls him just Pervy Sage. Yeah, and, he, well. and
0: his nickname is the Pervy Sage. And I'm trying to think of
1: other what characters. studio does Plunderer? Because I, I I can't find any information except only on the manga.
2: Jiraiya is the name of the Pervy Sage from Naruto.
1: Jiraiya, yeah. I did like the animation. What do you have on the animator?
0: Uh Greg. animator.
1: So the produced by Geek uh by Geek Toys.
2: Yes. Um that's so that's the production company. Uh studio is yeah, studio so studio is Geek Toys. Um director is Kanabe uh Hir
1: Hiroyuki. Why we need those show notes, Greg. <laughs> <That's
2: right. laughs> He's actually worked on a lot. He's worked on... uh, He was a key animator for
1: Afro Samurai. Oh! Uh, see, And that's why I like the animation in this.
0: And also the uh, ninja. The ninja in Afro Samurai. He was a pervy sage.
1: uh, He was the animation director for an episode of Helsing. See, Uh, these are all animes I like. No wonder I'm... I kind of dig this. You
0: kind of dug it. Because yeah.
1: it, it, the anime. It's just... people that the people involved are involved in other shows that I dig. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to kill Greg if I end up watching this and becoming a fan. I think you're going to become a fan. I think we're going to have to fight in the, the <laughs> octagon. Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? You, you, you really want to go, Mike? <laughs> no, you'll
2: crush me like with one fist. It'll just, it'll just, it's like Mike Tyson fighting an infant. It's yeah. Just, with downs, with the, and I'm the one with downs,
1: oh, Stephen. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to hell for that one, probably. Okay, so I recommend this one. Yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. You going to recommend it? I think it's fun, and you know, if you are strangely aroused by animation at times, then it might be fun. <laughs> I like, I like how by, this is kind of like exposing anyone who's
0: listening to us now that loves anime. Who? Isn't aroused
1: by anime? Oh, well, I I've never been honest. I haven't really. I mean, the Ninja Scrolls a whole other story <laughs> because I was a young man and full of hormones. And when he takes those titties out of uh, that girl, that woman, that woman, yeah. and he just like. Like, he, like, so for those them. of you, that, oh
2: no, wait, there's a camera. I'm like, never mind. I was about to describe what Mike was doing. Like,
1: he like, he like, it's like he's sculpting, he's sculpting something out something. of fine clay.
2: So yeah. basically, if you like the movie Ghost, uh, that scene is for you. <laughs> you will say where you titty, oh titty, oh.
1: That's gonna be. I'm gonna cut all that. That's gonna. That's gonna be the new intro for the show.
2: Making, making my own music now too I got a SoundCloud coming out uh,
1: or I'll have a SoundCloud. however the fuck that works I don't know yeah so I, I think I might keep watching this
0: <laughs> I, I like how you say that and you have your hands in your
1: face because <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> because but, you're, but you feel shame I, I do I'm, I'm this is slightly also a point where me.
2: Mike regrets letting me have a show <laughs> where I'm like you guys should watch this
1: Fuck. I'm slightly <laughs> interested in this, in continuing this. So
0: I hate to say it, but yes, I am. The only thing that but you actually, just li- but
1: you liked it the least, though.
0: I liked it the least out of the three because the only th- I'm, not, I'm not saying that this anime was bad, but it's just not your cup of, of tea. Them, typically, it's not my cup of tea because yeah. the lead character is so unlikable because he's so over top, over the top. That's the only thing he thinks about.
2: <laughs> yeah, wandering swordsman. All you think about is titties. He's not even
0: thinking about titties.
2: So let's get on to the last one. And this is one uh David, I think you and I think we like the best out of all three of these. Uh this is one called Darwin's Game. And Darwin's
0: game caught me by surprise. Uh
2: is was written and illustrated by Flip Flops, and the anime adaptation was done by Nexus. So the premise of Darwin's game is that a 17-year-old, that 17-year-old Kaname Sudo accepts an online invitation by a friend to play an app game called Darwin's Game. Unbeknownst to him that it involves a fight between life and death, those who play the game are given a sigil, an an evolutionary ability that varies from player to player. Trapped in this game of relentless murder and conquer, Kaname determines to clear the game and seek out and kill the game master.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, that, this one more mature because this is the yes. one I had, did not have time yeah. to watch. This
2: is this was more mature. So what I liked about this game is not only, you mean anime? Yes. Look at this show, this anime. You uh, said game. I was oh, confused. Game? I was yeah. like, oh shit, shit! It should be w- fun. Were we game supposed to play game?
0: a game? <laughs> oh, dude! When when after <laughs> I finished watching the two, I looked up and see is there an actual Darwin's game?
2: Right. No, but it's well. What I like about this is that it picks up on what's a big cultural thing right now is mobile games. Yes. But not only just the mobile games, but also those ones that have that AR element to it. Yeah. Uh, so you have like Pokemon Go, the fucking Harry Potter version, Ingress. Um Ingress, which is like one of the, which is like the originator. Yes. Um you have a bunch of different ones. You have like the Ghostbuster one. So you have all these games that involve walking around using your phone to, you know, for the AR experience. And this one takes it to another level where when you're invited, when you accept to play the game, A snake pops out of a a snake that only you can see pops out of the out of your phone and bites you, which is what gives you your sigil. Or as they say in the in the show, at least the English dub is sigil, sigil. Which I don't understand that how you change pronunciation pronunciation of sigil uh, to sigil. But I like that each character has something different. Uh, I like that it's almost kind of like a battle royale type thing where. If you read the manga or watched the movie for Battle Royale and they were given their bag that had a weapon in it. Had a weapon in some it. people got a gun, a knife, an actual, you know, an actual weapon, or some people got a fucking frying pan, and you're like, well, this, to is good. You. this is good. Everything's fine.
0: And also um, on top of that, the, I love the fact that not only do they kind of touch on the game element, like, oh, like what you said is like you could tie this to real real life with a lot of the app games that are out there but it's just the way how the real world reacts to people playing it it's very it's it's a it's a very interesting like they're almost trying to tell you a social commentary oh, yeah, no, about but, but how, but also too they how people just like go, oh yeah, oh that guy, oh yeah, I saw that mascot running earlier. Oh, it's okay, they're playing a game.
1: Yeah, oh, it's probably for a promotion or something. It's probably for a promotion because, or something. So, is there a is there a societal statement on on, or I should say, is there a statement on societal issues pertaining to technology? Yeah, yeah. And, and
2: so, what it's saying is that basically, anytime, so in this case, spoiler alert. There's a scene where the main character economy is being chased down by a baseball mascot for the local baseball team who is also involved in the game. And these two women see them run by and he's screaming for help that he's trying to kill him. Yes. And then the mascot runs by and they go, Oh, they must be having a sale. I'm like, Oh no, no. Like it's not even spring yet. <laughs> they're they're like, Oh no, like, it's, it's probably for some promotion or something then. And that kind of picks up on how it kind of societies where you don't know If something is really real and still after the fact.
0: And on top of that, the the way the security guy, when he gets killed, all of a sudden it's just treated like, oh, it's part of the game. Hey, I got this off of this guy. That's fine. And like everyone around in this world. It's very, it's like almost saying how we're so stuck on like looking at the app screens.
2: But not even stuck, like they're just, um, desensitized. Yeah. They're absent minded to everything. Yeah. And they don't, they don't really know what's, you know, they're just like, oh, that's, you know, that's not real. That's, that wouldn't happen in real life, but we don't know that anymore because we're so, because technology is making such leaps and bounds to kind of bridge that gap between fantasy and reality. Like, I know
0: you said, Mike, that basically this is the one you didn't get to. I wish I did. It sounds really good. I think this is right up your alley.
2: You you would really like this one a lot, Mike, so I was kind of surprised you didn't watch this one first. Yeah, me and you talk about
0: social commentary a lot and how that's a great thing to use in
1: writing. Darwin's game does it really good. So forgive my lack of animation jargon. You're forgiven. And slang. Does it have the whole boink, boink? Because no, I—that's no, I, the no. stuff I try to run away from. No, and I like so the teardrops and the big eyes and the. No.
0: no, and that's what I liked about the whole Darwin's game. It's more realistic.
1: Based. It does have a girl's head in a
2: guy's lap. Yes, so. like that. Like, like it's sexual stuff. No, it's just uh,
1: like a severed head.
2: No, no. The, so the main character wakes up and
1: wait. There's a character that has a woman's head. In let his me gro- let me finish. Yeah, let me finish. The amazing. main character wakes
2: up. After after a fight, and the female lead is naked with her head in his lap, but he still has clothes on.
0: Yeah, and then oh, okay, the the whole the whole game is like, if I'm not correct, the way I I understood it was like you're not sure if she's there to kill him or help him. And this whole, is
2: on Crunchyroll, right? This is um on Funimation. I believe it's on Crunchyroll as well. Yeah,
0: because like she's a player also.
2: Yeah, so they they have different people. So. When you meet different players, so far they've shown that everybody that's playing the game has a different reason for why they're playing. Yes. Um, Kaname is playing because he was initially just sucked in because he's like, ah, whatever. like He didn't know what he was getting into. And then now he has a goal of he wants to find the creator of the game and kill them so that but he can, he can stop be the free. Game. He yeah. can be freed. Um, nobody knows yet um, where um, Shuka, what her role role is is in this like why she keeps playing because she's apparently rich and doesn't you know need to play Um, you have another character who's an information broker she's a hacker so she's just trying she's just getting by on selling information
0: and the thing I love too about it too was like in the very first episode the the, the guy with the mascot Mm -hmm. right I think you would appreciate it Mike because they used a term that I remember me and you talking about uh, playing on uh, app games about rookie killers. Oh yeah, people who basically pick on new new players and just b- blast them. That happens to me all the time. the 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 first guy he runs into, though, the guy that dressed as a mascot, I loved it, loved it when his friend looked at it and says, "That's for that's what you get for actually picking on rookies," you, and he calls him a rookie killer, and I'm like going. That was very smart writing, basically tying it to the real world
1: so who's the company behind this one, and the writer and director or so, showrunner, I should say
2: so the director is so it's by Nexus, which is a studio that um that did that does the animation the company that released it is Anaplex of America, so uh Nexus, the other series they've worked on um chivalry, chivalry of a failed knight, comic Girls. Grand Bellum and uh Wakaba, Wakaba Girl. Um, so not not a lot, uh not a lot of other shows
1: under their belt. Uh fairly new. Yeah.
0: But they got honestly, I feel that they have a winner on their because Darwin's game is the first two episodes just pulled me right in and it just intrigued me of how like not just the main characters but how the world reacts well, to
1: this game. The reviews seem to be agreeing with you guys. Out of 965 votes on Crunchyroll for episode 1, every single one of them has given it five stars. Out of 965. So I'm a little upset at myself for not watching <laughs> for not this watching one. It.
0: I am I, I'm a little I'm a little disappointed you didn't watch it because I honestly feel that you could, me and you and Greg could honestly do a complete
1: one hour show just of what Darwin's game is about. Well, they are currently releasing episodes right now. Episode five not even out yet. So this is a current series. Yeah. So what, um, so all the shows that I, I recommended to you guys are on,
2: are coming out through Funimation as simuldubs. Which means when it comes out in Japan, they get it and they start dubbing it. And usually it's uh, either the same, like the next day it's dubbed out on their site. Or it's uh like maybe like a few days to a week behind. At least it's how it how how it is right now for My Hero Academia. Um, so this show, I mean, these shows are are, are really new.
0: And I'm sorry for like jumping the gun ahead of you, Greg. But like, Anna's obviously that I would recommend it. But just as a, a avid anime watcher that you are, because you're the you're you've watched everything, you're you're more in tune with the anime. Do you th- what? Would you actually
2: recommend this? Oh, no. Yeah. This is a, I mean, this is, if you want an anime that has a great story, uh, you want not, you know, kind of like my sin of the boinks, none of the kind of the typical anime tropes. Uh, this is a really good one because it's got a great story. It's pretty serious. It ties in extremely well with current, uh, like social norms. And,
0: and you know, what's even weirder the, this, that that's how good this anime is because I'm thinking about all the scenes the one scene I related to was right in the very beginning where the friend was running down the street and he's the first one to get killed. Yeah. And I'm like going, and he, he's having problems calling people. Yeah.
2: They don't, cause they don't touch on that. Cause they
0: don't touch on them.
2: When they, when you're in the game, you can't use your phone. Yeah. Um, so,
0: and I'm like, I was like thinking to myself, Oh my God, this is like Greg and me where I'm like, if Greg was in this
1: situation, he'd be fucked if he was trying to Right. Contact
2: well, that'd be opposite <laughs> of you. You'd be the one fucked. Um,
1: but to very wrap aggressive great. We I know. very I, aggressive way to end the show. I much know. like the aggressive animes you recommended exactly. this week. Very rapey. Uh no jeez. <laughs>
2: um so guys that is it for us today. Uh upcoming the, our next show we're actually going to be talking about uh the new Castlevania series that starts March 5th. Uh so depending on when you listen to this episode it's it'll or that series will already be out. Um, also too going to be talking about the new Boku No Hero or My Hero Academia movie uh, so again David thank you so much for joining us thank you Mike thank you so much for joining us and uh, everybody I'm Gregory Darkside Holmes thank you for joining us for a new episode of Ataku in 2020 everybody be good be safe be kind to each other